the oppression that my life gon' be a bowl of cherries, but it's very hard for me to cope. Got tired of being broke. This ATL and ain't got no time to sit and mope. Made up my mind while y'all made up y'all beds on a cold wooden floor. It's where I laid my head. Born in 1975, never thought I'd make it this far. Still battling in this racial war, trying to find solutions to the situation I'm facing. Only thing that's free is my float that y'all be chasing. Letting my niggas know before I go, I drop that knowledge like dropping books. Let's stop the crooks from robbing you of your brains and such. Using welfare as a crutch. I'm in it for good. You into my hood? You won't be finding much. Hope that when I'm gone, y'all remember this. What we stood for. Fuck that fame and that glitz. It's beginning to look a lot like the ending. Got to be more careful. Know what corners you be bending. Revelations getting impatient. Now I'm dead. Remember what I said. I'm gone by your head. Did you have a Chicago Mount Rushmore? Oh, excuse me. It was going to be black films, right? Yeah. So mm. I had to this really think about this. Uh, really? I did. It's a lot, bro. You don't you got, got four off your dome? Just like this, this. These are staples in black culture. Well, well, well see, hold on, because we got now we're getting we're starting. We're getting more great films. We're getting we're out of the golden era, but we're still getting at moments. Great films. So for me. Mm. Yeah, it was hard because I'm like, there's stuff in the 80s. I mean, there's stuff obviously way, way back, but I'm not, that's not my generation. So the four that I came up with, and one of them is like a 4A, 4B, because I just, it was too hard to like eliminate. But before I tell that, the off deck was they did a Mount Rushmore on Chicago artists that Spike spoke of before. But I, so my question was, what would be the Mount Rushmore of black films? Because I know me and Spike are, are films and television buffs. We have a whole Sopranos television podcast as well. So uh, with that preface, the, the ones that I have, I got, I got Get Out, Get Out. Some people might say whatever they want to say, but I just I'm gonna be brief on all these. But I think that it, it put us in a different space on a psychological thriller, uh, you know, racial undertones. I think it pushed the envelope of a black lead and what black people could really do. So uh, in this new generation and like, yo, we know we can do this stuff, too. So shouts out to Jordan Peele. Um, and then I got Training Day. Training Day. The reason I have it on there is because we get the anti-hero. Uh, you know, this is after the Sopranos, and so this is in 2001. And I don't think I don't think we've had a black anti-hero before for that. Well, he's not the hero, but he's the villain. But it was it's very hard to like the villain. And we liked him though. We, we really him. like Alonzo, bro. We yeah. really like him. So Alonzo I, was that nigga, man. And so I think that opened the door for more black anti-heroes. And I think Sopranos obviously play a heavy part in that. So I got to put Training Day there. I got Friday. And Friday, because it put hood comedy in the mainstream, I went to literally years ago, went to a bonfire and white people were quoting quotes from Friday. Every time I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen like they were literally quoting, bruh. And then lastly, I got to put Black Panther slash Blade. I couldn't split it because black superhero in cinema is huge. I mean, we've had Meteor Man, which is one of my favorites, and we've had other things. But I think Black Panther made such a splash that 
and I'm talking about the original film, not the the sequel. And and Blade, Blade kept the lights on for Marvel, so we we know understand that. So, but black superheroes on cinema is so necessary, and it did so much more than people expected. So, Black Panther slash Blade Friday Training Day and Get Out. That's a nice list. Which what, what you got? Very rare that you do a list like that and got four completely different. Now, I I think it's because of our it's the generational difference. Mm-hmm. Mine are much older. I'm not mad at. I actually only had three, so Get Out or um, Black Panther would suffice for the fourth okay. one for me. Mm-hmm. But the other ones for me were first one was Color Purple. Okay. Just Whippy Goldberg's performance, Oprah's performance in that. It, Color Purple for the longest times was one of those movies that I hated. I like, bro, I'm not. It's too long. It's this old, slow, like, I don't none of this shit. However, when I finally watched it from beginning to end, I was like, oh, that's the shit. Like, that's a great just story. Like, we talk about regular black people and just not being too overt, this or that. Like, I loved that story. I think Color Purple is, is a must-see, just old South black ways and stuff like that, where a lot of quote-unquote tradition came from and, and things that black people do, uh, Color Purple. Next one would be... Uh, Lean on me. Wow. Lean on me with Morgan Freeman and that character. What's his name? Joe Clark. Mr. Joe Clark. Joe Clark. Joe Clark was probably one of the first like black men that I looked. I like Joe Clark. Like that. Yeah, you said he had a teacher. No like anti-hero that, right? shit. I had a teacher like that. Uh, I never. Oliver Smith. He was a principal at Rose Park. But yeah, Dad. That always stuck with me. That whole movie, I probably can watch that anytime that it comes wow. on. And just dealing with the nuances of like black childhood, even mm-hmm. with the adults on there and the ladies and the stuff that she was dealing with, and how much she cared about those kids, mm-hmm. man. Like it was dope to see a black man and not experiencing a black man like that mm-hmm. a lot in my life to see him and how much he cared, even if the way or approach that he went about it, man. I just, I, I that's one of the best black movies ever for me. Wow. So color purple, lean on me. Actually, I do have the four. Cool. Friday, like you said, would be the comedy. Because, I mean, again, like that's probably the Come on. <laughs> most quotable. It would be a tie between Friday and Coming to America. One of those. Oh. Two. Yeah, either one of those two I could swap out for the fourth. Uh, and, the, man, that Coming to America, like, still today. I was so let down by Coming to America, too, bro. Like, yeah, I, you can look, yeah, Coming yeah. to America... And Friday, both of them is one of the few movies like every scene every, yeah. you can find something funny or quotable from, bro. Like every fact. fucking scene is fact, crazy. Bro. It's crazy looking at it because yeah. I know we did a review for Friday when we had Patreon on the Realville Network, and you going through taking notes for it, and you can't even pick out the scenes because every scene <laughs> bro, is like that. It's a fact. So bro. Friday and the last one, obviously, when uh, Boys in the Hood. I knew it. Boys in the Hood. That me, was the one like, that slipped. Absolutely. Yep, that that was the one for me. Like I feel like that was the first everybody black got to see this movie. Mm-hmm. It was prevalent to what was going on and stuff we used to hear on the news about the gang culture in LA, but just that. Mm-hmm. That like even though you might not be from the West Coast or be that immersed in gang culture, you could still feel it. The neighborhood feel of it, Trey's dad, Doughboy, like just hanging together as kids, running in the bullshit out. All of the stuff that Boys in the Hood hit, man, always and still rings true to this day. So those would be my color purple, lean on me, Friday slash coming to America, Boys in the Hood. 
That's fire. And I, and I, Boys in the Hood, it was so hard because I kept rotating between that and Friday, but I was like, I went with Friday because they both went mainstream, but I think Friday went a little further. I think yeah. Boys in the Hood showed like mainstream black trauma. Like, this is because I know black, white people's, you know, we've heard even stand up comedians talk about like I didn't know it was like that it's like yeah this is really how it is when you see what happened to you know uh, Ricky you're like yeah that's that your dreams get cut short like that just being affiliated so man this is, this is good I don't know in what place or what platform we could do that maybe Snow School I don't know but I think we got something really good right here so that was dope your list is dope I like my list appreciate dope, your list bro. was too yep speaking of Snow School it's about to start back up I just rewatched Snowfall last two seasons Get abreast with the conversation. So I'm gonna kick last that off. Two man. seasons, it's crazy. Yeah, I just finished the last two seasons. The last two was, it was really last. Good. The one before last was good. His last one was. Okay, yeah, that's when Man Boy was out of there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was like cool. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But then and that aside, know while we talking about movies and Man Boys, I, I watched uh, House Party. Which is another one that could be on this list. I watched yeah, the new one. It could. It really I watched could. the new one, man. Man, boy, it was funny in there. He in there. You know, that's where he started. He started on in YouTube. House party? He started on YouTube, like man, boy. Yeah, he was doing the nigga impressions. Oh, really? No, I didn't know. Yeah, that. he got a real good Denzel impression. He did a whole trade desk. Yeah, bro. Man, the nigga did. Uh, you seen House Party, right? Well, the original, yeah. Yeah, you know the full force niggas. Yeah, the, the three niggas that was in that. Yeah. Oh, beat your I fucking ass! You smell, him, you smell that I smell. <laughs> him, Rotimi, and some other nigga was like a version of them in the new yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, and he was fun. Rotimi was actually funny. I don't even know if I'm saying that nigga name. Yeah, he Rotimi played yeah. power. Yeah, they were they was pretty light skin dudes like, pulled us off. Yeah, they did, dude. Man. It was actually, like I did a review on it with Dead End yesterday mm-hmm. for uh, uh, frames per second. They hated it. Nobody liked the movie with me and Nick. So, so. I'm surprised you like that. It don't even seem like your whole like. It, you know why what? are we doing this? <laughs> we talked about this on the show, and that that's definitely my attitude a lot. I just my expectations were at the floor. Okay, okay. That makes I a didn't lot of expect sense. to laugh. Yeah, I didn't expect to laugh once, and I I was looking at it. I would have had to have been a hater in my instance. Like, okay, that, that it was some funny stuff. In okay, there, okay. To me, but it was niggas that was looking at it like, man, that shit ain't funny. I can't. Animal Brown didn't like it either, did he? He said something about. Now he did. He was yeah, like, that ain't his better type off either. watching at the crib than yeah, going out. That ain't his type. I, if I had paid and went to the movies, I would have been mad. I saw oh, okay, it, like, didn't on the stream too. Hell, no. I, okay. I would have to leave my house to go see. That I would have been mad, but yeah, it was good to watch at the crib. And you can See, I'm it. here for that. Man, I got it. I'll send you a uh, while I watch today. My man, this is my man's yeah, over you. here. But yeah, um, I thought that was pretty funny, man. Man, boy stole the show on there. My god, man, I, I got high hopes for him, man. For real, yeah, I do, man. He's a good actor, man. I hope he grows. Really is. He was on that commercial, uh, there was some commercial with him and Ben Affleck. I think it was, I don't know, a really? car commercial or something. Yeah, like I was like, yo, my man out here. He was in the show on, he was on an Amazon show with Nicole Kidman. Did you see that? One? Yeah, he was on, he played like is nine he perfect in, strangers. He's an industry name, you think? Nah, he's, he's getting them looks he like crazy. He's talented, though. He, he talented. is, but like, he ain't been no lead, though. He jumps off the screen. I don't think he there yet. He, I don't think he. I'm gonna make a movie around him. Oh, yet. he do got a movie though. He do got a movie. Oh, really? It's like a, a like a basketball hoop, a hoop dream type movie I, when he was younger. See this nigga hoop. I ain't trying to see this nigga hoop. Like, you, you ain't a, you say you ain't a sports <laughs> movie guy anyway. He's like ah, hell no. All right, man. hell no. Not a sports movie guy, man. But look, that was off deck. This yeah. is another week in the books, man. 
elevated conversations with Mo and I come here to do for you each week. We appreciate the people that are appreciating this topic of conversation this week is college. Mm-hmm. Mo, yeah, said we're gonna start doing this. How'd you come up with college as the thing? We kind of been like, you know, we kind of been floating it out there between the last two money episodes, and and I, even before that, we was floating it, and I. I alluded to it in certain moments we've conversated and I was like, man, I I really want to have this conversation because I know that I went to college and I didn't really know if you did or didn't go to college. And I definitely didn't want to be one sided, but I know you've alluded to like your experiences and stuff. So uh, should I be offended by that? What does that mean? I can't tell And not in the way you think Not in the way you think it is Like Cause like I wasn't even going to college So it's like I don't look it down To anybody They do or don't Cause I wasn't even I barely got out of high school For real So it's like But More so like so, Yeah I was gonna start there With a question Before you went any further Before I forgot You can't tell people That went to college And didn't nope. Even some college really? Nope Because some I'm people like so, if you at least did a year of college, you can tell from a person who didn't do any post high school stuff. I have no. I, really? Yeah, because there's been people you'd be working with, and they working in a factory. And I think mm-hmm. they work in a factory. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, I went to college. Uh, I was like, you went to college? <laughs> what? Why are you talking about because of their job or just? I mean, the you just it, you put a whole observation together. You got a whole list. Like, okay, you work here. I'm looking at kind of how you speak. I'm kind of listening to your life experiences. And so I, I'm kind of coming up with an observation. And then when you say that, it's like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. That's so that's why I like, I don't, I mean, maybe it's just a superpower of yours, but it's like, nah, I can't really. If somebody tells me, I can be like, okay, I can see that. But there's a lot of times I'm like, I, I would never guess that. I never thought about that. My boy Jay Ho pointed that out to me, actually. What? That observation, because I had never really thought about it either. He was deep in the college life. He was Jay Hove was Mr. TSU, uh, Tennessee really? State. But yeah, absolutely. That nigga was. Yeah, he was Mr. See, TSU. We should have got him on this one. That would have been uh, crazy. Yeah, it, I, I wish I had thought about you. Right, damn. We might be stopping. Yes. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, that nigga was. They college was just easily uh, Jay Hove's favorite. Joe College. <laughs> Easy. They might have his picture hanging up at TSU. Wow, no exact, no exaggeration. No. I'm telling you, uh, but yeah, he made that observation to me as as far as just even with some of our friend groups, people that had went to school and had not. Just the, t- the conversation, the thought process, critical thinking, mm-hmm. and not to say that college is better or worse. It's just you can kind of tell once you're in conversation with people. I feel like college is the preseason of life. Really. Mm-hmm. It's a preseason. A lot of people don't I get feel that. Like high school is the preseason. Not at all. College is the game starting. Nah, buddy. nah not at all. You got to figure this shit out. Because you, you're still under an umbrella. So. Nah, bro. High school is because think about the jump from high school to college, and we're jumping ahead here. But think about the jump from high school to college. Totally different. I mean, I'm, with my experience, totally different, dude. Like, mm-hmm. like people it was being over, like, people drunk, people like. Getting sent home, people fighting like it was like a totally yeah, different that experience. Just, that was just around the way for us. Like that, that was shit that nah, we just nah, seeing. Bro, like, nah, yeah. well, then maybe I, I mean, I, well, if high school and college is the same for you, then it's like, God, dang, it was man. Just I just didn't. There was no disciplinary factor if you didn't show up, which was bad. And we'll well, that, get yeah, that's that a big. Start that's a big, into the shoe. That that was the biggest difference for me. Like, oh, I ain't even gotta go. Mm-hmm. 
But now as I'm old, I'm be like, are you just wasting your money like that? You just pay okay, thousands key, of dollars yeah, to skip fact. every class, nigga. Like, fact, how stupid bro. are you? Man. I never thought about that as a youngster, but now that would be the only thing that I'm like, nigga, you wasting all of this money? You're not even going to the class? Bro. And they're giving you information? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. I and could, you got counselor time. You know, we would get into Two that. totally different mindsets. Absolutely. Before we get into that, though, you had some thoughts for the weeks. I had some thoughts for the weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so before we get into the college topic, Mo, you know we touched the zeitgeist, pause where necessary, and see what's going on out there, how it applies, how we can elevate the conversation around it. I wanted to ask you, since you have you and I share some similar perspectives and some different ones, we never talked about reparations, mm-hmm. cash money payments for Black folks, cash money. It's, cash money a couple of places in california have agreed to start paying reparations and getting the bills in order the governor of california gavin newsom seems to be a big proponent of it my question to you you think reparations is something that black people need and are good for or you think that's just a waste conversation talking about it'll never happen where do you stand on a big check in the mail from the government i mean cut it Cut it. cut it if, if you're gonna do it cut it like i mean right i'm not begging i'm not begging y'all i mean we already kind of immersed into how the systems already already is but if you're gonna cut it cut it you know what i mean i think we can we can get reparations in other areas i feel like i feel there like that, it is. you see what i'm saying like i'm like but 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 what you mean other areas though I just think opportunities like no you like i almost feel like yo cheat code like if a black person is in whatever field let's just say they're a director and they have all of the requirements you yeah. have to hire them first before you hire See, we've somebody. been trying this affirmative action shit for years man i think white people well, find ways to skirt around that yeah but i they mean find way they want to add every other group and then black people don't end up being benefits well, we, of it we need recording for something like phone like customer service phone calls like it's recorded for your quality assurance like we need that when you when you go through the process interview and it needs to be recorded on bo- for both parties and, and it has to be under you know what i mean i mean they'll find a way around it but still i mean i think opportunity to me is more valuable than the money because i don't know i just it's so much more like police officers uh you know in so many ways like any police officer that's like falsely done something that has murdered a black person death penalty i'll just i just just fled i mean just but seriously like like definitely life though like no cap like life like and and then we just keep working from there i would say give us our money i don't want no more opportunities and y'all put no systems in places the average median income for the black household in america is forty one thousand dollars white people is seventy thousand dollars so oh, I want nice. us at okay. least as a collective to be able to get up there and see what mm-hmm. we able to do as an average. If if you got the black income medium at seventy thousand, how everything and mm-hmm. well, how things start to change mm-hmm. when you see more black people with money. Yeah, prices and shit gonna go up, but I do think once you start providing people with the chance to create their own opportunities, they ain't got to ask for the opportunity. So give me my goddamn money. Mm-hmm. And let me figure out what I want to <laughs> figure out. I don't want you giving asking me for hookups yeah. and weed. I don't want you letting niggas out of jail for reparation. Fuck yeah. all of that. Mm-hmm. Give me my money and give me the same opportunity that most other nationalities have in this country. 
and let us go from there. If some and one of the worst arguments I hear is like, man, you need to get niggas all that money, man. They will go buy rims and then I don't give a fuck what you buy. It's my I don't choice. care. Yeah, it don't matter. You yeah. waste it all on weed and whatever the fuck you want to waste it on, but give me my money and yeah. let me do what I need to with yes, mine. Please. I don't care what nobody else do. And I feel like that there's more black people like that that'll be able to use yeah. it. Yeah. And 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 close this fucking gap that we have in this country between us and the other society so yeah i feel like give us our money give it all to us the niggas that waste it gonna waste it like they say well it's gonna be casualties anyway everybody casualties ain't coming back yeah. everybody not coming back i know yeah. that so that's go and give us our money let's weed out the weak ones and let's get this shit rolling that's how i feel about it okay i'm, I'm with that too that's that Thanks. hey cut it Thanks. <laughs> What else did you have for this week? What did you have about the Zygeist? What were Maurice's thoughts for the week? Well, just one of the things before we get into the college theme, it, with the culture, our culture, black culture, hip hop culture, pop culture. My question to you, Spike, is, and we maybe talked about this a little bit, but my question is, are we supposed to change or stay the same? Like, are you fake for changing? Are you stubborn for staying the same? Because it seems like there's these themes. We go back and forth. And you know how I feel about these motivational clips and all, you know, certain things where it's just like people Curmudgeon. can't make up their You're mind. Curmudgeon, Maurice. Curmudgeon. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like good stuff. Is that what that means? I don't like anything yeah, good. Curmudgeon. Yeah. <laughs> That's motivation. Get that shit out of here. Well, because you know what it is? It's not so much the words. It's 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 always kind of the, it's always the approach. Like I, this is the answer. You know, and I don't know. It's just like get out of here, nigga. Like this is the, like that's how they come off. Like because the problem is you're sleeping when you could be. It's like, bro, I'm a human being. I need to sleep. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, I hate. Uh, anyway, I ain't gonna go on no tangent. But what what do you think, Spike? Are we supposed to stay the same? Or are we supposed to change? Because who's getting this wrong here in this culture? To quote the, it's always a Jay Z quote for everything. I ain't make all of this money to stay the same. I can't help the poor if I'm one of them. No, I don't think that you're supposed to say to stay the same. And that's how we get tricked in our society. It's how you get an unfortunate, untimely passing of people like Nipsey. Yeah. Or, um, people just put in situations that they shouldn't be in or they've grown out of but they want to keep it real they want to feel like they haven't changed mm -hmm. as you start to see more success in life you have to change you have to especially if you want to be successful mm -hmm. you have to be able to process what's going on around you and make the proper adjustments okay. that's something that has to happen it's in everything mm -hmm. if you want to be successful so when you're talking about staying the same, you can't ever lose who you are, the self that 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 when we say again, it's in you, not on you. Mm -hmm. I don't think you lose that. However, you do become more tactful, mm -hmm. you become more observant, you learn how to move without sacrificing or risking things that are important to you. That's the ultimate growth, and that's what people, in my opinion, should be aiming for. Like I'm not aiming to be a, a real nigga my whole life. No one should be like it ain't like that shouldn't even that, that's being like what what Jay Z said it's like being uh, the tallest midget. I'm a real nigga. Are you the tallest midget? That's cool. Like what does that mean? Mm -hmm. You should 
in my opinion, always be striving to be better. And that should never means losing who you are. If you was true to who you are, mm-hmm. you're not acting some part out. You ain't got to worry about, oh, I got to keep it real. I got to go over here and hang out. People think I'm fake. Like, nah, bro, what? It don't even register for me. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't subscribe to the, you shouldn't fake. Oh, excuse me. You, it's fake to change. People grow. Mm-hmm. I ain't the same person I was last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't the same person I was six months ago. Mm-hmm. You got to continuously grow if you want to be better in life. It's so weird. Because it's like rappers just, they, they be pushing this like same, like real, like, what are y'all talking about? Well, I, I don't be, blame them though. Okay. It's, it's So, what, do they, the what music, do they mean? What do they mean? Ben? Well, if we're looking at, a mu- at the music industry as a whole, how how do you sell how do you sell growth? Like how how other than started from the bottom? Now we're here. That's exactly how you sell it, right there. Mm. What do you mean? Because you 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 literally there's a that's a story. You talking about Drake specifically? I'm saying that that's that that line that right. became a catchy hook that became a catchy song Billboard mm-hmm. record. You said how do you sell change or what you say how do you sell growth? Well, how do you there, sell growth? Yeah, there it is. That's it. Hmm. It's it's like that. Wait, what I mean is, how does Jay Z transition from reasonable doubt to four forty four? I like. Oh, just there he, are, but he, people, but he has done that though. He has successfully. There yeah. are people in the industry though who we've seen from the beginning to the end. They're the same person. They trying to sell you the same shit because it's been successful before. Uh-huh. So I think to your question, the answer to it would be people are comfortable with being successful in what they've presented to people if you buy it i'll continue to sell it mm-hmm. behind the scenes i may have grown mm-hmm. but i ain't gonna show that to you because i ain't sure if you want to buy it mm-hmm. and that may affect my pockets and i think that translates to us the consumer yeah. Yeah. feeling like what you say oh i i'm favorite rapper kept it real this whole life nigga i gotta keep it real nigga i gotta i gotta do this i gotta do that when all actuality, they just selling you a product that they know you're gonna buy. They can't sell you the new product because they don't know if you bought into that yet. Yeah. Like the look when Jeezy tried to change. Like we talk about that all the time. I don't think niggas talking about what are we preaching? Like, bro, what are you well, got he going didn't, on? He didn't, like, he really we want to hear you. He didn't build towards it though. Like he didn't make a smooth gradient. Like, like, <laughs> no. like Ti right. the J Cole changed. Yeah, Ti did it though because he gradually was building towards it where he was the you know trap music. Or, or wherever you want to start, but every every you know still ain't forgave myself, and so you're building towards this where you keep kind of opening the door a little bit more. So that's what Drake did. Drake people don't realize Drake did that. Like to even see like you get a stay scheming, which is a pivotal part of him being able to do this mafioso. Maybe I'm gangster. You think Drake will do some shit like that? You never know. That is the literally the little seed that opened up to Drake being able to do whatever he want on the rap side. And then, of course, we get to the singing stuff as well, like on "So Far Gone," that you know the the song that he had, but whatever, or the the uh, comeback season. But so Jeezy didn't really, <laughs> he didn't really build kind of like he just jumped out there, like you know, like somebody that's fre- people, fresh on the conversion. Yeah. yeah. When people see you start to get success, mm-hmm. and then they notice the change, I think it's more difficult. Order. Like with Jeezy, 
even now the, the backlash that he gets is like that ain't snowman when y'all see him on the cram <laughs> with the chinese with his with his wife and his baby wife, and stuff yeah. like as you grow mm-hmm. uh however when you got somebody like j cole even drake or jay-z mm-hmm. i feel like people look at that and see that it was always in there even with ti mm-hmm. listening to his music and hearing him use big words now and do comedy like it, it ain't far off like it ain't crazy to think but the difference is he presented that and it was always in him not on him i think when you get people like jeezy you bring a good point up when you say he just switched yeah like it wasn't the old it wasn't a nigga that was a hustler that turned mm-hmm. to i'm gonna give y'all some game and talk about the old war stories that i couldn't talk about now and, and, yeah. and that it was just like oh, i'm gonna start preaching the niggas and people and don't maybe, like that and maybe we missed it because he's he, he did say thug motivation corporate thug entertainment so he maybe too far maybe we missed it i don't know <laughs> but he was too caught up in his he was too caught up in it yeah, i mean but but i mean shouts out to right. jay jenkins man shouts out to him not to jay jenkins black man, man doing his thing yeah, uh, one more thing and we'll get into some things that that you want to speak about but i know we've spoke about on here a lot of times and we've talked about like where is the representation of the everyday black man and we mean like a regular black dude he doesn't necessarily he doesn't have to be so far on the nerd side you don't have to be so far on the thug side or ghetto side or hood side you don't have to be so far on the uh the 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 gothic side or the you know just i want to say normal subjective but just kind of like very just neutral you know a little bit of everything you are a little bit of everything but you're regular like most human beings are brought me to the question Dwayne Wayne for y'all that don't know he plays on a uh show well back in the day of course uh Kadeem Hardison but he he plays on a show called Different World which is a spinoff from the Cosby show and it's a it's a college-based show it made me think I said man I've been holding on this for weeks I gotta ask Spike what do you think about Dwayne Wayne because I think this is a representation of the regular black man so what did you think about Dwayne Wayne I was a Ron guy pause really? Ron was my boy yeah, Ron, I fuck with Ron they didn't give him enough they didn't give him enough bro yeah, I, I like Ron, Ron. I um, like Ron I wasn't mad at Dwayne Dwayne Wayne um I I never really until you said that I never really associated him with just the normal black guy. I guess it may be just a lack of hmm. paying attention to it. To me, I always looked at him kind of like a nerd for some reason. I don't know why. I, just, I ain't never you seen know what? portrayed him that way. I kind of like just looked at him as a nerd, and I thought Ron was okay. a cool dude, which is why I was Ron. Yeah. You know, Dwayne Wayne. I see. I was talking to my wife because we'd be watching it periodically, and. I feel like, yeah, I think they did try to build him towards like that nerd kind of thing. That's why he couldn't get, you know, certain females or whatnot, Whitley or whatnot. For, and a bad chick on campus. Well, what, what he did, but I mean, but for me, I think they, you're right. I think they were kind of trying to build towards him kind of being like intelligent, smart, nerdy or whatever. But to me, he and never. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, which is nothing wrong with that. But he never felt like that to me, though. Like, I, I always felt like he's trying. I always felt like he was cool. He just happened to be smart versus he's smart and just happened to be cool. And maybe that didn't come off in a certain way. But for me, I always feel like he was just as cool as Ron, but he was just smart. Like, to I don't know. Point, you're right. You're, yeah. you're right, though. That was my younger mind thinking. And now if I'm older at my age now, looking back at it, Ron is the everyday normal college student. 
black mm. guy. Like the guy that chose to go to college, like you said, a little bit of smarts, mm-hmm. still got some, you know, some rough edge to him mm-hmm. as much as Dwayne Wade may have had. But and what made me think of that was the uh, the situation after the game with dude that spray painted nigga on their car. Mm-hmm. He didn't handle that. Babe. You remember that episode? Mm-hmm. I didn't look at him and be like, man, nigga, bitch, how he handled that? Like he handled that. <laughs> he handled that in a, yeah, an appropriate way for a college student like that. Yeah. I, I felt like that that was good. So, that yeah. I feel like yeah he was the normal everyday guy now especially since I'm older he probably looked a little lamer to me as a younger guy mm-hmm. being out in the world more but yeah now that I'm older yeah he was the normal everyday college guy it was a good representation of it too because he didn't Dwayne Wade was a very excuse me Dwayne Wayne a very good communicator mm-hmm. like when he broke in Whitley wedding and, and got all of that like he 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 wasn't scared to show his feelings and emotions mm-hmm. like yeah you're absolutely right now that I'm thinking about it through like they were showing us what we are yearning to see now yeah not the black guy that's trying to be too macho but he ain't too soft he ain't mm-hmm. too dumb he ain't yeah. too smart he ain't a thug but he really ain't the studious type yeah Dwayne Wade was straight Dwayne Wayne was straight down <laughs> the middle I give yeah. you that I do like that it actually now I ain't, I don't I can't I can't watch old sitcoms Oh, I just don't. I, I, I don't man, I, I was hoping. I, I was like, man, world in a long time. I was gonna ask you. I was like, it's not a homework, but I was like, man, if I don't know what the scenario, but I was like, bro, please, I like, can't. if you could just pick an episode, just you know, just put your expectations down to the ground floor, like house party, and just just watch him. Like that's it. I just like just watch him and just pick up the nuance. That's all. I, I know you. I know you can't. I know you don't like sitcoms. I know it's not the level of. But man, I was like, if you could find it in your heart to listen or just what's your watch. favorite episode? What's your favorite episode of Different World? I'm not that gonna, I'm not gonna front like I'm the most well studied, but if you could think of one, what would you think of? Okay, I I really love the Tupac ones. <laughs> when Tupac came on campus, damn Tupac was on there. I don't even remember that. Really? Well, this is this is that like was the, when Jada Pickett was on. Yeah, that was when Jada. So that was a late. That was kind of like when they started to like you know they kind of took us yeah. somewhere else. But if we're going to just and the, the white old girl was on there. Yeah, the white girl. But if we're gonna go OG, um, I really like. I watched it recently, but I like that uh, he was dating the Colonel's daughter, and and like like he so he had Dwayne? broke up. Yeah, Dwayne. He was dating the Colonel's yeah. daughter, and like. He ended up breaking up with her, but she knew he wasn't really about it. But she let him rock, so eventually he apologized. Pulls up to the crib. The colonel finds out. In the, in, the, in this episode, he was mad fly. Like he had all these different jackets with the J's. But anyway, and he goes in there, and the colonel finally had to just let up as a father. Like okay, he goes in the kitchen. I remember so, that. so he was like, "I'm gonna kiss you in your father's house." And I was just like, "Man, it took me back to like being a young boy. Like you knew you weren't supposed to be doing certain stuff, but you you know." So that's probably like my favorite at the moment if I think about it. But but yeah, man, like I don't know. I just really Do like. You have him. a favorite character on there? Other yeah. than like the other than Dwayne, Ron is really there. He's up there. I like Kim. Kim, that's the dark skin one. Yeah, she's I really like that. Underrated. She's very underrated. Put to together me. well. Like I always had good input. Thought I liked Kim. Yeah, yeah that was my girl. I liked Sinbad's, but I think they. They put too much improv on him because he yeah, really, cool. to me, he had a, a a good character. But they just, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we we all up in the Sinbad does have one of the funniest standups I ever seen in my life. Though. I still remember he's really to this good. day. He's really yeah, good. Yeah, I still remember it to this day. I was like eight years old and they had a purple suit on. Yeah, that, I, that uh, might be on Netflix. Is it? 
Yeah. He did the one. He told the joke about his mom when his dad wasn't there. I think so, like, bro. You talking about the like tracksuit? Funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's like a purple tracksuit. Uh-huh, yeah. And he was like, uh, I remember this for so long. He was like, he had to. He used to have to cut the grass. <laughs> and he said. His dad was gone one weekend and his mom was telling him, you got to go cut the grass. He's like, well, daddy ain't here, is he? He said, I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga said my mama had a bionic arm. I tried to say that and run out. Nigga, nigga, I ran through the screen though her arm was behind me, just her arm. She said, don't you run from me. (laughs) Right, that shit, like, you got to find that shit is so funny. It was dad and he sung, um, have you seen her and did a little skit around have you seen have you seen her man about right. uh, a, a chick leaving him yeah. and sitting on the wall bitch. yo shouts out to man send bad man he don't watch get enough, that man send he don't bad, get enough yeah, flowers man because he he's he's really funny and he's a clean comic too so i think that I it makes it that, better man. yeah he's a clean comic so yeah is he I, I hope he's doing all right i know he was sick yeah i know not yeah. too long ago man. Black man. all right so college we mm-hmm. back here Mm-hmm. Before we get into the main stuff of it, there's something going around, going on with colleges that I wanted your input on because, boy, the opinions are spread all over the place on this. Similar to the Dion situation. Are you familiar with Ed Reed? You know yeah. who he is? Yeah. Okay. He, he was a dope football player for the Ravens with Ray Lewis. Absolutely. For sure. So, Ed Reed was supposed to start coaching football at Bethune Cookman, a private HBCU in Florida. Oh, Mm-hmm. They've been in the contract negotiations since early December. And as of maybe a week ago, Ari goes on his IG post and he has had it. He starts talking about the trash at the facilities. I got here to my office. My office wasn't even clean. I'm looking at the dorm rooms. The dorms got mold in them. I got these kids living in any kind of situations. And they want me to come here And he just went on this long rant And People responded And said that he was in the wrong And we talked about this On the Dead End Sports Show I wanted to get some perspective outside of sports So I bring it here to you People were responding And one of the responses and explanations That I was getting from people Oh, Ken, Shout out to Ken <laughs> He always he, he hated what Prime did And he, he a curmudgeon just like you He hated this you're not about to label me as curmudgeon because if I am, you are like, like, that, that, <laughs> go ahead. You're way less of one than I am. However, <laughs> yeah, I like it though. What some of the people were saying is that, oh, Ed Reed shouldn't have done that. He should have talked to the administration. If he really cared, he would have put some money up and paid the janitor to clean his office or help the administration get the mold out of there. And he wouldn't have made this a mainstream issue. He would have helped them boots on the ground get the shit done that needed to be done mm-hmm. my question to you Mo not being a big sports fan and based off the explanation that I just told you where would you fall on oh what happens in our house stays in our house because we don't want to get embarrassed like your mom used to tell you don't go out running your mouth about what's going on in this house oh, boy. boy should that apply here or is every right to bring attention to this situation? I mean, my my I got questions is what makes it Please, a challenge. Please lay them on me. What 
what was your understanding when y'all were negotiating? I'm taking a head football job, coaching job. Okay. You're taking a head football. So why does anything else matter? You're here to coach. Great coach. question. Coach. Great question. Great question. So this is probably why I differ in my opinion from okay. those guys and probably you. Okay. When you were talking about Ed Reed, you said what about him as a football player? Your description. Oh, I mean, he's he's a legend. Like he's a legend for the Raiders. legend, Hall yeah, but, of Fame football player, right? But, yeah, but, he, but let's not act like he's prime though. This goes to prime point as well, though. Okay. Ed Reed, even Deion Sanders, even Eddie George at Tennessee State, or Hugh Jackman at, at, at Grambling. Grambling may be the exception because they've had legendary coaches. Mm-hmm. But these guys may not have the coaching experience to go get another job somewhere else, but they are high profile enough mm-hmm. to where if I come to your program, it's going to put eyes here. People are going to start looking because I'm a Hall of Fame NFL player. I'm prime. I'm Ed Reed. So if that is what I'm bringing to the table, why wouldn't the accommodations or my or what I'm expecting, like, why wouldn't you want to honor that? Like, why would you say, because like, Prime came and talked about Jackson, so I didn't even know clean water here, bro. Like, my guys can't even take a shower on campus. I had to take them to hotel rooms so they could take a shower because mm-hmm. of how mm-hmm. filthy Jackson State locker room was. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question and what I'm saying is these schools are acting like or people who are heavily supportive of HBCUs are acting like are oh, these just run of the mill niggas man fuck them they can leave anyway oh, they they didn't have our best interests in mind like look at Prime he left and went to Colorado well, look at Ed Reed running the Instagram and putting all our problems on front street I think that they're trying to make it better if I'm Ed Reed and I do this his objective may not have been I'm putting this in the mainstream media and these kids are going to start getting attention and we can start talking about the funding of HBCUs to get this shit fixed his objective may have simply been, hey man, this is fucked up, man. I, I like what he said. However, the byproduct of that is more people are talking about it. Students are protesting. Now you can start having the conversations as to why the state of Tennessee owes its HBCU a billion dollars. Why the state of South Carolina owe their HBCU $644 million. Money that was allocated to these schools to do things that are not being done. And if you continue on with the, oh, we don't talk about what's going on in our house because it's embarrassing, the same practices continue to happen. Like this shit was happening way before they got there. It didn't happen in in a couple of years. It's because administrations have grown accustomed to not having the resources. And what are they doing about it? I've never seen an Instagram post from those people before Prime and before Ed Reed got there. But now they're responding to those guys saying, oh, you love Jackson State high and dry when you went to Colorado or, oh, Ed Reed shouldn't be doing this on Instagram. He should be talking to us about it. These ain't the first people to say this stuff about y'all. It's just getting attention because these people are popular. And now people that are supportive of HBCUs are trying to say, oh, well, this is bad. These has this has negative connotations for HBCUs, in which I disagree with. I think that people will finally start paying attention due to the high profile people talking about these situations. What say you about it, Mo? I know that was a lot. No, no, you was cooking. Again, it's like, what conversations were you having with them? If you see there's not going to be any 
budging. There's not going to be any income to change what this is. After you've exhausted all your resources and conversation and time, then from that point, I'm going to put you on blast. But even then, I still feel like the approach here, yeah, we can go Instagram. You got a platform. So utilize it. No, I get that. Cause that's what that's where our power is 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 the platform when we 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 are now being able to speak up as black people as minorities in this country. So I understand mm-hmm. that, but I think that if I'm in that position and I, I want to come in, I'm not even hired. I haven't even I don't have any other than my NFL career. I don't have no leverage to say, oh, I can do this. I'm going to have a press conference. I'm bigger than an Instagram post. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take photos in my phone. I'm, from that point, I'm going to take the photos in my phone and I'm going to have a display next to me. Have a press conference, ESPN. And from that point, instead of conducting myself in a certain way where it's like, oh, here they go, here they niggas, this is the. No, I'm going to say, okay, so this is what's going on. Because now I've had time to process. I processed it. Now, here's the display next to me. These are some shots around the campus. This is a shot in the locker room. This is this. You can get so much done. I look at Martin Luther King. We we, we know we've seen the movie Selma, but I look at like, of course, it it is whack that all it had to happen, of course, to black people for people to get it. But I just feel like your approach could be different. Like Mm. you want to do that. People are waiting for that exclusive. Be prepared. We get so we get so emotional. And we act before we think about it. If you took a second to think, think about what really could have gotten done. Who knows what investors' attention you could have gotten for this HBCU? But instead, let me pick up my phone and let me just show them. This is garbage. This is what y'all want to present. This is good. It's definitely good. My question to that would be Because you're not wrong And you tell me this all the time You may be a little bit more thought out And measured than Ed Reed is okay. Right So that may be your approach mm-hmm. My problem is With us as a society and a culture Is why does it have to be Fucking Barack Obama And everything gotta be perfect And you gotta be this perfect nigga And you gotta mm-hmm. present it perfectly mm-hmm. You gotta have a press conference You better have pictures why can't I be airy, be emotional about this and hop on my phone? I should be afforded that just like other people are afforded that. Now, was it wrong? Absolutely. I don't want anybody sitting here listening to this thinking I condone or what he did. That was absolutely wrong. He shouldn't have went and aired their dirty laundry out there like that. However, with that being said, what the conversation in my opinion should be based on after he aired that out is okay we get it Ed Reed you may not know how to communicate you may communicate on a a eighth grade level you may be ignorant of how to correctly get this done but you put the information out here so now let's work with the information that you put out here and let's try to get this shit fixed for these kids versus everything that I've seen including Eddie George, including Ed Reed, including Deion Sanders, is okay. Let's tear them down. Then mm-hmm. we don't like the way that Ed Reed had this approach. Everything in the news has been about oh, Ed Reed shouldn't do like this, and Ed Reed this, and Ed Reed that. And you had the president of Bethune Cookman 
go on Roland Martin show to dispute the claims. Man, these kids have been talking about this mold for years. You can't dispute this. You just don't like being embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And what happens when you're trying to expose yourself to a larger amount of people, your flaws are going to be shown. They're going to be put in the light. Mm -hmm. Deal with them. Like, just like what you said about Ed Reed, I'll uh, one-up you. I'll one-up you and say, why can't the administration see that and they be the bigger people and be like, you know what, Ed, you're right. We don't like how you handle it. Come back. Teach us how to get this shit right. We're going to use your influences. We're going to use your network and your circle of people. You absolutely right. We fumbled it on the front end. We're sorry about that. You may be sorry for what you did, but let's figure this shit out. Get the people that you was going to get in here. Let's get these kids in better rooms. Like their football players are sharing helmets. We didn't even do that in fucking when I played football in, at eight years old. Everybody had their own shit. Mm -hmm. So if you have a situation like that where you're in dire need of attention to the circumstances that are going on, just like Dion tried to do, and they cast him off and then he left. Versus focusing on what these guys are talking about, we try to criticize the people and criticize the conversation versus being conducive with our actions and making shit change and that's why we get looked at like that like you said like he's just blowing steam off and people will forget about it in two days because they're more focused on the action that ed reed took versus actually fixing what the fuck he was talking about to that you say who well one you said all of that this what kanye do you talking mm. about oh barack obama that's what kanye do yeah but here's the difference though Here's the difference. Okay, what's Kanye the West is only talking about him. Like he's talking about him. I'm being neglected. But, but, I gotta get this out. And I'm talking and he's talking about clothes and people buying stuff. Okay. When this works for Ed Reed, when this works for Deion Sanders, when this works for Eddie George, we're talking about institutional changes. We're talking about HBCUs making a lot more money being able to hire better professors to teach our kids more getting in the class like it, it trickles down and it mm -hmm. goes such a long way like but, all the money like but but everybody's going to come down to their bottom line at some point sure yeah everybody meaning like, what meaning that of course you could want things for yourself mm -hmm. and it still benefits those that it trickles down to so mm -hmm. then sometimes there's a thing that we do as human beings where we we want something for ourselves but in order to not sound selfish or narcissistic we'll think about the effects of how it can affect people that are under it or next to it or however people can be affected in a positive way once we that think was Dion's like, scenario okay so then we think about it it's like okay so this can benefit them so then right. instead of coming out with our bottom line of how i can get this for myself we're going to focus on how this could affect them which is mm -hmm. fine however if people would be honest it's still about you because human beings are selfish in general that's just how that's, it is but however why can't that be okay why are we as black people the ones that have the biggest problem with it like why do we try to call out people and be like i know you're just trying to get over yes like you said we're people everybody is invested in the benefit for yeah, them because well because we never because the problem is we we always do that because it's like bro we always are waiting for the unification to be seen on on, on front street we never see it so it's always that way we are, we'll see some white togetherness on somewhere in mainstream. We'll see some Asian togetherness. We'll see some Hispanic togetherness in our day to day. We'll see some Indian togetherness, but it's like with black people. Now, again, these people are not the person that's supposed to be the 
the representation of black togetherness. Like they're not, they don't need to carry that weight. However, that's, I feel like that's the, the mindset that we, that black people have when they see somebody on Main Street where they're looking for this unification togetherness on a mainstream level and it's not seen. And then when it is happening, it's not displayed. So I don't agree with that either when it comes to that. However, I still think that the approach, no, he don't have to be Barack Obama to be the most well spoken token, if you may. However, I do think that presentation could like, just be different like i, I feel you, like that's always our default though man why but, the nigga say it like that man why he, why he got them clothes on man why his hair look like that like bro, we get but caught up in the minutia of that but you said yeah you we're said, making it that though i but, think but, we're making it that difference, i don't think which we're is, making that though which is putting a roadblock into getting shit done getting caught up in the minutia of how someone presented something to you okay cool you didn't like the presentation however the facts are the facts how do we fix it so I, I, you're, you're not wrong. But in you're what saying you're you saying. said earlier, it's a, you, you trying to come in trying to break the system, but there's a system put mm-hmm. in place. So right. if there's a, a system put in place, he has to approach it knowing these things. So yes. when you get this type of backlash, you understood the system that's put in place. Is it right? I'm not. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. But you understand there's a system in place. So play the game. You didn't play the game. You want the game to change because of the issues that are the right issues, but you want the game to change now because you have approached it and it's now what you're trying to do versus saying, ah, I see how the system is. I'm going to hold tight. Here's how I'm going to do it because this is the way y'all want to play. I'm going to show you how to play. I guess it's it comes off as us being untrustworthy as a people, because like you said, if the system is one way. And the approach is another way you may not like it. We get too caught up on all the approach versus, damn, we really need to be focusing on this system and making sure that it is conducive to what we're trying to do. Like with the HBCUs, like we should be pumping out way more, and this will get us into the college situation. As we should be the output of HBCU should be way more significant than it is and that starts in this country with athletics like we just seen the world cup being played in Qatar a third fucking world country (laughs) that had enough money to pay to get it there and the reason that they had the world cup there is because they want people to start coming there and being tourists and they do that make their brand more appealing through sports i say that to say the same thing can happen for hbcus the brand can become more appealing through sports that money can be used to hire better professors have better facilities at a ground level and a more direct hit and mostly probably anything that we've done as a, as a society the investment should be there and it just isn't handled that way and even when the opportunity is there for it to handle that way we cast out the people who shed light on the situations. Dion, Ed Reed. Like I was having a conversation with uh, a guy who went to an HBCU. He was really in-depth in it. And he goes on to tell me, oh, well, the numbers was up before Dion got there. And he wasn't this. And I'm like, bro, all of that's cool. However, no one was talking about HBCUs as much as they're talking about them now. Exposure. That's thanks to Dion. That's the exposure. What happens with exposure? Mm-hmm. Yes, the light is on you. So there are going to be some embarrassing things because the house ain't one hundred percent in order like you want it to be. Mm-hmm. But people are going to start paying attention, and the right conversations are going to start to be had. Opportunity. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Absolutely. Wait, how did you feel about HBCUs? Did you think about going to one? 
Or was that even a thing when you were <laughs> that going to college? That wasn't even a thing, bro. Really? The concept of going Where to Where you a, were or like just... When like I was in Indiana, bro. Midwest. Ain't no HBCUs in Indiana. I think y'all do got one. No, I mean, we I'll got what, Ball way. State. You know, we got Ball State. We got IU. But these are not HBCUs. Like, I don't know any of them in Indiana. Um, I knew I would want to go out of the state anyway, but. Martin but, College. Martin. HBC. Yep. I've heard of Martin. Martin University. It's a private yeah, college in Indianapolis. Yeah. It's an HBCU. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah. But you. Um, Nah, it just wasn't even a concept because I wasn't even going to college, bro. Like that—that's—that's that's the whole thing. It's like I, I hate school still. Like you can't—you couldn't pay me to go back. Like for real? What? Really? Yeah, for real. I hate—I hate school. When I have, when I work with, when I help my daughter with homework, it just—it gets rough sometimes because it's like, bro, I just—I don't feel it. I just be like, I don't care nothing about none of this, like at all, like because it's like so, so much of fluff for me. Like, how did how did that translate to a successful college career for you? Because <laughs> I felt that way about school, and I I, I stopped. Wait, 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 like, wait. Right. So, shit. so your senior year, you knew you was going or to college? Yeah. Um, when did you know? What what year, bro? College. We never even dis- like I ain't discussed college with my mom, friends, mm. or anything until. When do you have to take the SATs? Whenever you have to take the SATs, I think, I, think I took start it like junior, junior or senior year. Mm-hmm. I, I, I took it once. Oh, senior and year. I, yeah, I took it once. I made like a 17 or something like that. And was that good? or I don't know. They said it was good enough to get into college, which is what I was trying to do. So I was like, fuck it. I ain't take it again. Uh, so y'all, if y'all listening, y'all tell me if a 17 Please is good. Please do, because I have no idea. I, I'm not sure. Uh, with that being said, yeah, it wasn't to never know. I, I ain't talked to my guidance counselor about where we was going or, or nothing like that. The only thing that we knew was TSU. I knew that I didn't want to go to TSU. I didn't know if I wanted to go f- like out of state, so I went to MTSU first, MTSU. which was like Middle Tennessee State University. It's about thirty minutes away from Nashville in Murfreesboro. Huh. In order to get the grades to get into there, because I wasn't the best student, I used, I ain't care in high school. Like I, like I say, I ain't, I stopped taking books home for homework in the eighth grade. Like I, I know I went my whole high school career without doing any homework. Which is so you passed <laughs> tests then. Yeah, you had to been passing the test. Passed tests. I mean, I didn't take it home and do it. Like you oh, always write for class, start jot oh. some shit down, and or then do it in then, another like, class. Me, yeah, do it in another class. Do it before you leave out of there. Like, but that's a as skill, far bro. as taking a bag home, like, bro, I didn't take a book bag home. I know after the seventh, or eighth grade, may have been the seventh. That's cool. That's I was nuts. just like, yeah, it, it, it was nuts. bad. I'm not promoting that to people at all because it made <laughs> what it did is made me bad at like I hate like research and doing stuff like that now. Mm-hmm. Or like just do, you know what homework consists of. I don't really like doing that. Yeah. I like just doing stuff on the fly. On the fly. Um, but with that being said, yeah, all no conversations were being had in my household about different college choices or leaving the college, anything like that. I was just left to figure it out. Really? My mom was working. Absolutely. I ain't never I had thought a conversation. Your, your grandparent or your grandma, nah, you know, she said nobody, you're a small I ain't have no or? conversations. Yeah, nah. but the expectation was there that I knew what to do. Oh, okay. Okay. It ain't so. like, okay, what what you gonna do for school? What you thinking about is like 
obviously you know you should be going to college so you're going to college right so that was my approach to it and i didn't have the grades to get into mtsu so i had to go to a technical college for a semester and that really make you fall out a little with it if you don't like school already you go like the technical college and you like it was like nashville state tech Hmm. um and i had to pay for it out of pocket which and i was working 40 hours a week like as a full-time job too so it was just like bro this shit ain't for the birds but i stuck it out for at least two and a half years and went to nashville state tech for the first semester then i went to mtsu for two semesters and then i went to tsu for a semester and that was it till now i'm in school now i'm a year away from finishing Wait, so MTSU, was there a campus? Was there like an official? Yeah, so me and AB, we took a tour up to, an unofficial tour up to Middle Tennessee State. And his was the thought process. We were in the media and stuff for the longest. And MTSU had the best mass communication program in the country for a minute i'm not sure if it's still that way but their mass communication program was highly regarded mass communication is this broadcasting tv radio print like communicating with the masses Mm -hmm. that was my focus of study so i went up to mtsu we met with chris homeboy he was showing us around campus not knowing anything about college life and being there with somebody like you said just away it was about 30 minutes away from home he had his little dorm room and shit he walking around you seeing all the bitches and shit mm-hmm. like oh man this this lit yeah nigga i'm just where i'm going i'm going to mtsu i'm staying on campus <laughs> nigga yeah. that's it i got the lick figured out yeah and um i found out my grades weren't good enough that i had to go to nashville tech first mm-hmm. so that was the first thing in it and so then i found out how much why you was at AB tech? went for it. AB went for one semester. He he and I started at the same time. Oh, okay, so he took a, a semester. He, he got out of there. He 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 wasn't feeling that shit at all. Oh. Yeah, he was like, bro, I'm out. Uh, but I stuck it out after he left for one more semester. And the thing about it was, and to this topic, I didn't understand what college life was, bro. Like, yeah, I, I went on that tour. I understood MTSU and it was cool and I saw that, but I was still at that point in time, like we was we were running running the streets by that time we were grown up we understand how shit went like we was outside outside me and my homeboys so i had this thing where you drive i I had class on tuesdays and thursdays and i worked monday wednesday friday saturday and sunday my 40 hours in between time and in the meantime i want to hang out with my homeboys the prime of hanging out stages you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so I used to go to class Tuesday and Thursday. I didn't stick around. I didn't get to know nobody. Go to class and I'm dipping out, driving back to Nashville, going to hang out at TSU. Because mm-hmm. that's where all my homeboys was and that's where they hung out at. Because we was at that age. And you How far was that? From 30 minutes away. So I go to MTSU at about 8.30 in the morning, take a class, skip the second class, have a third class, go in there and leave and then shoot down to TSU and hang out for two hours. Then go to work or some shit like that. But I say all that to say to explain that when you go into college, if you're going to experience it and enjoy it, and I know you'll be able to speak to this, I didn't understand that you got to be there. Like, you got to be around. You got to be going to the canteens. You got to be going to the shit that ain't happening in between classes. That's how you build your network. That's how you start to enjoy it. That's how you you do college. Mm -hmm. Like, it ain't just about the books and shit. It's about the socializing and the networking. And I totally did not understand that. Mm -hmm. My networking and socializing was in the streets. Like, I was out. We was outside. You think, like, I'm I'm, I'm out of of mama's house. 
I'm out here. Well, see, I was already out though. Like I had my mom bought a house and got married, and I was able to be there. Like she bought a house and moved in with her husband. Okay, so you was out there. And I, at this point, yeah, I was 20 years old. No, she gave me the house. You just pay the bills, take care of it, make sure there ain't no what, what house? crazy the old foul house shit going on. My mom, when, when I was 20 years old, my mom bought a house. She That was her first home. Okay. And it was right behind, like five minutes behind TSU. Maybe three minutes. And that too added to the, my lack of college success initially because I had this house right here behind this school. We just oh, got it, gosh. TSU, and I'm going 30, 45 minutes away and not even enjoying this PWI. And I'm going to this HBCU and like seeing all these black people and all this shit going down. So that made me leave MTSU and go to TSU okay. thinking it would be better. But I still like by that time that I got to TSU, some of my homies had dropped out and it just mm. it never really clicked for me like college life and being on campus and hanging out with these niggas and seeing these lame sorority niggas and jay hove used to bring niggas around and he met from college st louis niggas and we used to just think that they was lame because we were so immersed in our lifestyle i understand that why now. was y'all so what makes y'all so cool like, bro we was like because y'all was like, like what, just smoking weed and just not, not i mean you gotta ask people around <laughs> the city about like, us. they bro, can tell I you gotta, man. like they're some, just it I wasn't nothing more like <laughs> Cause like you can, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shy away from you asking like anybody that said that they'd be like, hey, you ain't lying. And I ain't, this ain't bragging no, or boasting. No, no, I'm not yeah. saying that we was Alpo and Rich Porter and nothing shit like that. No, however, you say y'all was out there trying to. We lived up. our life. Yeah, we lived like motherfuckers knew us. We used to have this thing called. <laughs> we heard it on a, a, a pimps up holes down documentary, and it was paved perfect attendance at every event. And what that means is anything going on in the city, nigga, we there. Dressed to the nines and whatever it is happening, we in the building. Yeah. And we were more consumed with that versus like just what college was. And like mm -hmm. for college, man, you gotta dig in, bro. Mm -hmm. If like if you trying to get that experience and, and be okay, you gotta be into that shit. Like we used to look at niggas that was into that shit that was lame. Like, nigga, it's lame. Nigga, fuck all these like, So what what was it supposed to serve for books, you? Nigga. Was it just like, oh, this is just the thing you do after high school? Just something I thought I was supposed to be doing after high school. Oh, okay. That's that's what I figured. Okay. That makes sense. They have that's if I had someone to tell me what college like I know now fucking yeah. 40 years old i go to class every <laughs> fucking week and write papers and all this shit now and i appreciate it yeah but i do it online i don't yeah. i would i don't know if i would do in a classroom setting nowadays but i appreciate learning the information getting the terminology for stuff that i may not have known made have See what you made of too yeah absolutely it, it, it did test you mm -hmm. however at 20 i just wasn't looking for that bro like we weren't like, i get I, that me and my friend group like we used to laugh at like fraternity niggas and shit yeah. like that because we felt like that we didn't been through the ringer bro like we ain't gotta prove our we ain't gotta i'm not paying for no membership friendship nigga for y'all yeah. but that's a networking opportunity something that we didn't understand back then. Yeah. Like, they always niggas go on and when they need a job oh that was my brother and such and such we online such yeah. and such and that this yeah. nigga hiring people oh you got a job so i ain't understand <laughs> And that's why hard. my college experience was you well, i mean you wrapped it up pretty great it, it's a it's hard too because it's like you're 19 you fresh out of high school supposed to know what you want to do with your life who, do, mm. who does that bro like that's not that's Nobody. just so unrealistic like i'm literally out of grade school and you're telling me 
oh, I was supposed to figure these things out from elementary all the way till I got out of school to know this is what I want to do with my life. Nobody freaking knows that, bro. Yep. Or even having the information with somebody uh, being like, oh, you were interested in this? If you take this up in school, you possibly could make some money off of this. Yeah, it's going to so show cool. you what the bro. systems are and what's that's how That's how they get this money off this. our tuition, for real. Because it's like, you just jumping out there and then you keep switching. Wasting. <laughs> Boy. Wasting tens of thousands of dollars before you figure that shit out. <laughs> well, let me share my experience. I think you kind of covered a lot of that. Um, so, we moved to Indiana, back to Indiana, my second semester of junior year in high school. I had, I was in love. I had a girlfriend. I was in love, and we had plans. With your to, wife? No, no. Oh. I met her in college, but th- th- at the time, it was she was the love of my life. I thought we were going to. They run off into the sunset and get married, and and maybe we'll have another episode where I can talk about like that situation a little bit more because it. I ended up, I ended up making the decision that really cost that relationship. That was horrible. That's I, I don't feel bad about it no more, but it took me a while to get over because I was just like, dang, the type of man I thought I was, I wasn't. I was mentally there, but physically I wasn't. But anyway. So we move here second semester. I don't know nobody. I'm going to a big school and it's totally different. Indiana seems like a big city compared to Kentucky. So people got Jordan's on, people got Ed Hardy, people like fresh, whatever. Like, like, <laughs> Not Ed Hardy. I mean, that was the joint at the time. Lil Wayne, Lil Rockstar, Dipset. Yeah, yeah that was the joint at the time. But uh uh anyway, fast forward, I get through junior year, senior year comes around, and I'm just trying to get through you know i'm just trying to get through this and i just was doing okay i had that nightmare i spoke about that i wasn't gonna walk uh to graduate and i just thought i was like i don't know why that was like the worst thing in my mind like not walking like i i guess i was just like the ultimate failure and i was just like nah anyway i'm in my home room threatened with not walking what happened were you not a good student in high school no I mean, I wasn't bad. I just, my grades just wasn't that. Like, I was quiet. I just wasn't. My grades just wasn't that good. Like, like my mama said, I wanted like. Did it come down to the line as far as you got to pass this so you won't graduate? No, it didn't come that far. It, it was gotcha. before that. It was struggling. Oh with man, shit. yeah, it didn't get all the way to the wire like for that. Graduation, man. Yeah, but nah, I didn't get to that far because once I had the nightmare, like it was like nah, third semester. Let's kick it. Like, let's go. Yeah. But uh, anyway, my homeroom. They say, hey, we're going to take, you know, get you, get your permission slip. We're going to take you out to a college campus. They take us to this place called Vincennes University. It's about two and a half hours from Indianapolis. We go out there. Dude showing us, like, he swagged out everything. Like, so he just showing us the campus. Like, the campus is not super huge, but for a senior in high school, we looking at the girls. We looking at, like, his fit. We looking at him walk through his comfort level. Like it just seemed like the flyest. Like, yo, this is what school was this? This was Vincennes University. So this is not did like you, a, did you end up going there? Yeah, I did end up going there. Gotcha. So again, I came in the mindset like I'm not going to college. Like I, I'm like I'm when I'm done with school, I'm I'm done. I'm not paying to learn. I'm not doing. I'm like, why would I do more school? I hate school. Why would I do more like that? You know. So, uh, but dude showed us the campus. Uh, and everything and I was like man I, it, it kind of really started turning my, my my wheels but I was still just like I don't know bro I, I just don't think I'm good and I probably won't there's just no way it was just like an impossible thing in my head like it's not gonna happen anyway I go I, I still was thinking about it one day we was in class some chick she was popular she was fine she kind of looked like Kyla Pratt if you know who that is 
Yeah, I uh, said the biggest crush on her. Oh yeah, Kyla Pratt. So she looked first like celebrity oh, crush. Oh yeah, so she kind of looked like Kyla Pratt. So it's random day we in class. She she sits in the front of the aisle. She's looking back and she's asking everybody, "What school are you going to? What school are you going to?" I'm like, "Oh my god!" She's about to ask me what school I'm going to. I'm about to look like a dumb nigga right now because I ain't. I'm gonna tell her I ain't going to school. I'm about to work my way up. <laughs> through the warehouse of corporate America, and uh, <laughs> that's the difference. But like, even with that, even with yeah. you saying that, right? And you say, "Well, what made y'all niggas so special?" Like, I'm thinking that scenario out of my head. Like, if a chick was doing that in our mm-hmm. class, mm-hmm. and like I was, I would have been if I had not been sure or whatever. Like, my answer would have been, "I'm going to school with your boy now." Who? These nuts and get the whole classroom <laughs> to laugh and like it's over. This you just now you just embarrassed yourself. Move well, but on. see, but I couldn't mess up that play. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm like, you know, in my head, I'm like that might be a possibility. Like you know, because at that point, uh, trying to shoot. yeah, because I never knew. And plus, like she was like a like a a model ambassador, and I ended up being a model ambassador at the time. So my picture's in the front of the you know front of the school and hers was too. So I was like, and she was like on the broadcasting thing, so she was kind of popular or whatever. So. I'm like, I want to freeze up and look goofy right now. So I was just like, hey, I'm going to Vincennes. Like, because that was the only school that we went to. Like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't applying for nowhere, bro. Like, anyway, so low key, that drove me to say, well, let me see what's up. And I had an advisor, a white lady, and I used to have like behavioral issues in one class because I didn't know what I was doing. I would get so frustrated. She would take me out and she would talk to me and she eventually started encouraging me saying hey yo you can really go to school if you want to and i'm just like i don't believe that like and she was like you can we're gonna they're gonna have a uh what do you call them the college people come to the school and they have a college career fair day. what do you college call it fair. college fair I thought anyway it was career day college they want yeah college fair it was in uh, the library they moved all the tables and everything anyway I go in there, still not thinking I'm gonna go to college. There was one lady, it was a black lady. She was at a one of her tables, and she like this Vincennes University. Vincennes. She was kind of loud, and she was like, "Yeah, we got a scholarship program called the Unlimited Horizon, which is basically it's not academic based, it's not athletic based. It's just, I guess, basically, it was just based on your character. So based on you being here, based on you being here. <laughs> but, so I, I was like. Wow, what a what a coincidence! This is the college I, I spoke about, but I don't know nothing about these other ball states and IU's and uh, USI and ISU. None, I didn't know nothing about none of that because I wouldn't anyway. So the advisor lady, the lead, the assistant lady was like, "Well, you got to write, you got to write a letter, and you got to get two letters of recommendation." So she was one of them. I don't remember who the other one was, and then I wrote this paper on how our house caught on fire when we was kids. Me and my sister, it caught on fire when we was there, and we got out of the house. So after you do that, you go through an interview process. There was a guy that was in my class. He didn't he didn't end up uh getting it. He was like, Yeah, I did the interview. They said uh, they 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 going with a different candidate. I don't know why, but when he said he didn't make it in my head, I ain't gonna make it. So I go to my, actually before that, I went on the interview and I remember it was like four people, it was like a like a ESPN analyst table. Anyway, uh, they interview me, and then I think this is where I really cook. I'm like 17, 18, and I, they was just like, if we give you the scholarship, how do we know you're going to sustain it? And I just, this is where I cook. This is my young passion. I was just like, look, I ain't got the money. Straight up, I don't have the money. My mom, my dad, we don't have them. They don't have the money to put me through college. So if I'm, if I'm on y'all money, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to do what I need to do to, to keep this scholarship because I ain't going home. And I mean, they, they must have really liked it. So when dude told me, fast forward, I got home. I seen the Vincennes logo. 
I said, Mama, here's the letter. She was like, okay. I, I get in the house. I open it. I was like, I was so nervous. I did, but I, did, I wanted to read it. I didn't want nobody else to read it because I wanted to deal with the, the you know, rejection. So it says, Mari's Hunt, we are here to inform you that congratulations, you got the unlimited uh, horizon scholarship. Mama, I'll go to college. Mama, I'll go to college. It's like, dude, I was going crazy, dude. Like, we was crying everything, bro. Mm, yeah, that's bro. Dope. Yeah, that, it was a crazy story because I, I never, never felt smart enough. Never, nothing, bro. Like, it's crazy that that even happened to this day. That's one of my favorite memories. Was it, was it for you or more so for your mom? Like when you say you were that proud and y'all were doing it, like what, mm-hmm. what was it about it? Was it something personal or was it more so like, look, my mom made it? I think it was both, honestly, because I, I think I, it, it started off as my mom. But I think after that chick had spoke that it kind of brought something out of me. I don't know what mm. it just drove me to start taking these steps. I had to write the two page essay i had to get the letter of recommendation i had to do the interview i had to get my uncle's suit like i started really getting into it because i was <laughs> wait you know, what yeah you like an oversized suit on it wasn't actually he wasn't that big he wasn't really he was about my size he was a little bigger than me but That's it funny. wasn't not much yeah it was a nautica suit it was a great suit. it was nice too uh, but but I started getting more into it because I started feeling like a loser. I'm like, man, if I don't get this, I'm a loser. It never clicked mm. into that senior year, bro. I was just like, bro, what are you doing? You talk about working your way up. Where are you going to work? Like, I don't know. It's just something clicked after that nightmare, after that chick. Everything just started coming into to focus here. And I was just like, if I don't get, if, if I don't get here, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm. So, and, but, and, yeah. Why? Well, I'm... I'm kind of confused as to mm-hmm. how your thought process would be I'm a loser what am I doing mm-hmm. when you said you didn't want to go to college anyway like yeah. did you think and I'll give you a little bit of information and, and get, let you take it the reason that I've never had conversations is I, I just figured that me and my homeboy Scoops was talking about this the other day we just thought shit would work out smart enough nigga you don't get in trouble you're like you're gonna be successful at something like you're gonna <laughs> fucking do something make money because i mean this is it was ignorance i don't know what it was complacency call it whatever you may but we just figured naive shit, <laughs> what, naiveness yeah <laughs> not knowing that life is gonna fucking life regardless of what you feel about it yeah but you had it in your head that you could work you could make a living mm-hmm. without going to college so why did you say you would feel like a loser if you didn't have like that acceptance slip like what, what what's that well because what started to change was like fear of missing out with fomo if, yeah definitely Your friends FOMO. going to college big, yep. big I, I didn't even have really i had like one friend like two friends but big That's big crazy. on big on the fomo like it was that was huge but it just it started to open up where it's just like because i'm starting to flashback all these things of not making the basketball team not getting to play when I was on a football team. All this stuff started to kind of come into focus, and then it started to make me, like, really want this out of nowhere. And then it's just like the reason I was feeling like a loser more so because I'm like, damn, I'm kind of I'm kind of melanin in. Like, I'm, I'm young. I'm in shape. I'm nice looking. I can still do stuff. Like, I don't know. It just kind of resonated. It's like, you don't really have to just work. Why don't you just see? Why don't you just see what happens? Like, you just melanin in. 
in some immature way of thinking I, I now i'm articulating it but some kind of way in my head at 17 18 18 i'm thinking like this like and other people i'm looking around people talking about college i'm in my homeroom there's a bunch of college flags all over the wall and so it's just like and I've watched shows where I've seen like college. So I like the idea of it, but it was just like having to learn and do more work. I didn't like that part of it. But when that dude, when we went on that tour, that really was like the first initial, like, dang, I can, I can see myself doing this. I'm away from the crib. I mean, I, I don't know, bro. And I hadn't seen different world at that point. That's how I felt at MTSU. Like what you said, you, you, I could see myself doing it. Cause I like, again, mm-hmm. it wasn't really never a big thing to me. I was just rolling with AB to go up there and take a look at it just in case you wanted to go. But then you get there, you're walking around, you see the people. Mm. And then I went to a, they had a college fair day where they invited people. You just come walking around the campus, you get a Mm. guided tour or whatnot. I went and done that dolo. And it felt overwhelming because most of the people freshmen were there with their parents mm-hmm. and i was just out here like a fucking adult like like i was some grown-ass man at 18 trying to figure this shit out mm-hmm. uh but what you said it was a lot of fomo a lot of fear of missing out going to mtsu thinking that chris would stumble up on something that i needed to be a part of and want to be a part of and would want to experience the same thing well, even going to TSU, all my friends from home were there. They didn't have to drive 30 minutes to school. And mm-hmm. it was a lot now being in Atlanta, 30 minute drive ain't shit. Oh, that's but, uh, yeah, it's our drive is enormous in Atlanta, which is nuts. But Man. yeah, like that, that it was fear of missing out, even going back to there. Mm-hmm. Had I known what I know now, there wouldn't have been a chance in hell that I wouldn't would have even stayed in Tennessee and went to college because as you're explaining it to me and how my mind works now it made me think of yeah damn I felt that way at MTSU but what I never thought about was if it's this cool here mm-hmm. what if I go to Florida A&M or what if I go to Prairie View or what if I go to California and go to college somewhere or New York like that never crossed my mind mm-hmm. however as you were saying that today that would have been the first thing that I thought about if I went to MTSU and I'm like, I mean, this is cool. I wonder what this shit like in Texas or Florida. Like, I would have been out, first thing smoking and been gone from. Well, you think about, but you think about you being the only child. How important those relationships were. Yeah, right? that's true. So you that think about if you say I'm gonna go out all the way here. It's like, bro, I'm already only child. So my guys, my people is my people, and I, in some capacity, I need them around. Cause that, mm, yeah, they're, you, they're, like that as you know what I mean? There's a piece of my identity wrapped up in that. You know what I'm saying? Like if I go out here, who am I? That, <laughs> that was the hardest thing about leaving and moving to Atlanta. When yes. I talked about last week, that being the hardest shit I've ever done. That was the hardest thing. You feel wrapped up in your surroundings. Your mm-hmm. identity is in that place that you've grown up with. You know mm-hmm. the people, you know the places to go to get the shit that you like. Like it's just, it's, it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. But what I will say to challenge that when I go home now I see how comfortable some people are I'm like damn I'm glad that I yeah. made that decision bro cause yeah. ain't no telling what the fuck I would be doing mm-hmm. had I just not you know what I mean made a decision to leave so mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it go both ways yeah for sure but I eventually I get on campus we, we have a celebratory a celebration for graduating and I get on campus and uh well, in the interview, one of the deans was like, I think you would be a perfect fit for BMI. I didn't know what he was talking about. I was like, 
what I didn't even ask. I was just like, okay, well, thank you. You know, I left and I got that letter. Fast forward, my uncle. What's was BMI? Like, BMI is Black Male Initiative. So they had that, that within the school. That was within the school. So it was like a black organization, black men organization, which I told you is like a like a great value version of uh, you know. Fraternity. Oh, a, a frat. Yeah, so it was like that, that but it wasn't like you, you're not gonna go nowhere and get opportunities off this. Like, just it's like it's not that type of situation. However, uh, so anyway, we get we on campus in, in, in grade school. It was called MOD, Men of Distinction. Okay, they made us dress up every Friday. Like See, that's how we that was. We, yeah, we had to do yeah, stuff like that. But that and I, I'll just share this part of it, and then we'll, we we can wrap it at that point because there's so much more into it, and I don't want every episode to be have part twos, but. I get there first semester, you know, me, I meet my, my, one of my best friends today and we was both on the scholarship program. He wasn't going to college neither. He was struggling in school like me. And so I went to his dorm. He playing Lil Wayne Carter three. I don't even know this dude. Like, but you know, we didn't go to school together, but me and him just linked up after our scholarship meeting. And I was just like, bro, we in college, dude. Can you believe it? Like I was so elated. Cause that's I, a direct quote. That's a direct quote. <laughs> I was like, bro, we in college, dude. Like, he's like, yeah. I was like, bro, like, we ain't supposed to be here. I said, and I start going into. I was like, bro, we could, we could do whatever. Like, we could be whoever we want to be. And then that's when I created the moniker, my nickname, H three. And so from that point on, everybody on campus to this day still know me as H three. To this day, that is dope. That optimism is something that I wish I've had in my life. (laughs) Well, see, but I think it's different because I've never had that. Well, because I never, I never was a part of nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like I never had the opportunity. And then when I came to college, I, I there was so much. Like there was moments in high school where I knew I could have probably been a little more popular if I would have been comfortable to speak up, or if I could have been comfortable to say this joke, or if I would have been confident because I had nice clothes. I always had a fresh fade, but I, I was like, oh well, I'm dark and I'm dark skinned and you know insecurities, whatever. But when I got here, I'm like, this is a fresh start. I, all the stuff that I didn't, I wasn't. I I can be right now. It's the, the 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 ground is leveled. So from that point, me and him, we kicking it every day. We text each other like, "You you want a breakfast, bro?" We kicking on campus anyway. We talk about you want to try for BMI, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know, bro." And then we both you know talk try about out. That sounds yeah. like an organization that should be taking participants willingly. Yeah, no, nah, it wasn't that, bro. We we wasn't did that? like TBW. Well, our sisterhood they were named TBW. Uh, today's black women and they had to go through a process too anyway we we went through a strenuous process we learned a whole lot on that process uh it wasn't I'm, I'm not gonna call it hazing because it wasn't so much like they hurt us or anything like nobody put their hands on us because there was a moment on during like hell week and even more specific the weekend where we were supposed to cross where them niggas thought they was the big brothers thought they was gonna do something and they was not because by because we had a moment in the middle of our process probably 20 days in because i was the timekeeper and another one of my bros who was a recruit he was the leader but really people looked at me as the leader anyway uh hey, so this was, is this happens a lot in college though you know like you people like what you're saying your high school life that you described yeah and then you go to college and you're like i'm that nigga like i didn't got a whole new mm-hmm. friend group and it's like it's, it's hilarious yeah. I'll I tell this quick story and let you finish. I'm sorry, but he just struck me when you said that. Is this cat name? Uh, and it's my guy, man. He gonna he Big Jeff gonna hear this and let him hear this because it's Big Jeff's best friend. And my guy, P.O. 
his name. Yeah. All y'all got nicknames. Yeah, from that. I ain't gonna give you his real name, but yeah. PO man, he was like, he's a couple years younger than us, right? And like he wasn't. We used to. It wasn't picking on him, like, but we used to like give him a hard time in a playful way. Like it wasn't never intimidating or like beating him up or nothing like that. But the nigga tried out for football. He was trash. <laughs> Big trash. And I say this to say I did my little uh Nashville tech stint, did my little MTSU stint. So that was about a year and a half. And I pop up on TSU campus and PO was that nigga. I was like, man. <laughs> somebody Dang. was telling me about it. Somebody was telling me about it. They like PO man, yeah, he plays safety for the football team. I was like, whoa, 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 wait. Oh, uh, I gotta hear this. Not PO. <laughs> this nigga had been lying to folk, building his rep up, telling them that he started safety on the football yeah. team. Oh, he got it off. But he was getting it off though. Like he had like it took me like he we used to be in this place called the student center. So he came over to chill with us one day and the hoes keep coming up to P.O. Oh, P.O., P.O. They taking bitches in the canteen, buying them lunch and shit. And I just could not believe it. I was like, man, this little nigga, like, we used to give him the hardest of hard times. But, like, P.O. sport, though. that's my guy. I still fuck with that's him to this day. Crazy. It was funny, boy. I just thought that was the funniest shit ever. I was like, man, boy, you would have never got this off in high school. Well, yeah. you know that, right? That's the <laughs> difference, bro. Niggas, like, yep, college different, bro. Like, yeah. anybody, you can create your own fucking world. It just made me think about that when you said that. P.O., man. That's crazy. Not the P.O., man. I'm going to make sure. I know Big Jeff don't let him hit us. Ah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and that, that's kind of what it is because, like, high school, I feel like it just had. I feel like if you wasn't like however you was in middle school coming in, I feel like it just comes in with like a certain favoritism. I feel like when you got to the college, yeah, it's yeah, like nah, yeah. it's it's level. You can find your people in college. Yeah, because it, it's like, like everybody coming from everywhere, so it yeah, don't matter. Like, and like you said in high school, nigga, we all right here. Yep. You finna get these jokes, buddy. However you like was you in the middle school, day, yeah. you same dude. Maybe <laughs> yeah. a new kid may Facts. come in and he might be that dude, but mm-hmm. he's a rarity. You know what I'm saying? But so anyway, we end up trying out, and about midway. One of our brothers was late. We used to have to get up every night, every morning, like be up at like six, and like we had to eat breakfast or we had to do morning workout and like twenty push-ups. Like we had to, we we did a lot of stuff. And I don't have enough time on this episode to go into it, but like one of our brothers got cut that day because he was super late, and we were so here for ourselves, we didn't care. Like we were still t- about 15, 20 days in, and we like, well, look, hey, that's basically like that's that nigga fault like on him that's on him and so but i remember they got on us they was like oh so y'all don't care about y'all don't care yeah y'all supposed to write y'all don't care about your brother like that so eventually we end up getting him back in the process now fast forward 40 days in because we end up crossing around i think 40 45 days or something like that anyway we go into a chapel because now we in hell week we all got shirts spray painted with our nicknames and our line number so we wore the same thing all week that's it. We we got it's cold outside. We got a white t shirt. Everybody got like sweatshirts, hoodies, everything under it. We trying to stay warm. We're going to class, whatever it is. So we get to the weekend. They call some of the OG brothers in in town. And this is where it really starts getting crazy. We go to the chapel and they do like a tug of war and they say, Whoever loses is getting cut. Whatever team loses is getting cut. I was one of the leaders and my one of my bros on the other side was one of the leaders. Now he had all of the muscle heads that was in our and our recruits. I had all of the regular dudes. So we going back and forth and they got us. And then I remember we lost and I, I they was like, all right, H3, that's it. Hey, 
You you out. You cut. I'm sitting like, man, I ain't serious now. You cut. I said, for real? I was so heated, bro. I got up, went up to the went upstairs because we was in the basement of the chapel. I went upstairs. I was walking out. I was so mad. I was like, man, forget this crap, man. I'm gonna start my own organization. Like, forget oh, these man, niggas. Like, I was, I was, bro, <laughs> bro, you put you you put your blood, sweat, and tears into something like that at that young, bro. It's like I you never put yourself out there like that. I walk out and I'm walking. The next thing you know, I see a bro walk out. Now I see another bro walk out. Then all of them start walking out. Then I was like, I look, I was like, oh. And then, so when, when they were walking out, they was like, man, forget these niggas, man. We gonna start our own, because we already had our own handshake anyway. They was mad because we had more sauce than the brothers that was online. Like, we had more sauce to deal. Like, they would be mad the recruits was getting the look anyway. Uh, so they was like, oh, come back, come back. Okay, come back. The principal was like, y'all got to stick together as brothers. So they wasn't going. When they, H3 got cut, they was like, if he cut, because we got to the point, if one of us cut, we all cut. We ain't going. Period, and and that's ultimately the message, and a lot of stuff happened after that. But we crossed over. I was the president after the fact, and you know, there was a lot of experiences with women. There was a lot of experiences with <laughs> a lot of different things. Y'all had groupies, definitely. The true value version. Brad's had groupies Yeah, yeah, we definitely had groupies. I that's what I never understood. Like this, that whole organizational trend the groupies that they had like that shit used to be a, like crazy that's just rappers or anything popular it's, that's fans like that's all it is bro well true but i'm just talking about the the initiation part like what you said putting yourself out there i just couldn't ever see myself putting i didn't i just didn't trust people that much i ain't put myself out there for you potentially like what you just said yeah are oh, you cut because like, now it's something different bro like it's, it's gonna turn into something else yeah i don't put these blood split and tears you're telling me that i'm cut yeah so i never really but if you're online with these it. brothers like that's what i'm saying like we had no we i had, get it i get the yeah the, that's yeah, what i said because you start off like whatever but then as time goes on these dudes become and you don't know nobody like nobody really got real friends from high school here so it's just us like you i mean your experience is different because you like oh my homies is down down the block yeah, see, part minutes. of the problem with all our like none i don't know anybody that i grew up with none of us are in frats or anything and i ain't saying that as bragging like, yeah. i just don't know anybody where i'm from like nobody ever was like nah, i ain't I ain't fucking mm-hmm. with that because, like you said, we were all in the same school together. We, most yeah. of us went to the same college, so like we had our friend group. Yeah, anyway. I got, I'm good. I don't need no. I don't got to do this to get friends, you know. But you know, it 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 changed my whole mindset on because I was like a loner. I was always a loner. I always been to myself, you know, and that changed everything. And ultimately, that was the process of my college. I ended up making dean's list. So that really, my mama, what she said about me not applying myself ended up being true. Cause I made Dean's list <laughs> So it's like Okay you could go from Like barely making Out of high school To basically The honor roll In college You're, you're good So That's just a portion Of my my high school My college experience As well as You know Spike Lou's If y'all got more questions Y'all want to know More intimate details About our college experience Y'all can always Email us A-W-I-T-B 2022 At gmail.com We will be glad To respond on the show Or you know If we don't have time On the show then one of us will respond in the email. So, before we get out of here, the last one: Do you think college is a necessity to the American dream? No. Hmm. Nope. You don't think that you need college. You think that you should figure out how to be. No. Yeah, like if your kid told you, like your little girl told you, she's not going to college, you'd be good with that. Nope. Yep. Got it. You? You no wrong with that. Uh, I would know. I want to know they plan. I don't. I don't think it's a necessity. No, okay. but I do think that it's it's good for foundational building. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know 
half the stuff that I knew of, like I thought I knew business and I had a pretty good idea mm-hmm. of business but now that I'm studying business at college it gives me more depth it makes me better at it mm-hmm. so I, while I didn't need it I could have figured it out absolutely mm-hmm. I do understand now the terminology and, and how it expands upon your mindset and makes you able to be comfortable in more rooms essentially okay. so I would explain that to my my little one like if you're trying to start a business something cool like you really don't you ain't got to need it but if you're planning on like corporate America and mm-hmm. having conversations about these different things then you may need some additional studies beyond high school I would just definitely so it could be just, a focused study they ain't got to be college but it could be a focused study on something yeah I would just definitely say like you know you got to do your research like it's college basically like if yeah, you got to focus on yeah can't just think you're gonna figure it out because that definitely ain't a, that's a no-go that's yeah. how you get 40 in college like me like <laughs> you're gonna figure it the fuck better out. late than never thanks all right homework time maurice i already kid the shadow in the shade too mm-hmm. um it was cool it's cool and it ain't like yes sorry is it's hard for me to get into him i like the beats like it's why is awesome production soul samples and yeah slow down you know i like the sad sounding stuff that's awesome that was awesome i just i ain't really i don't buy into him as a rapper hmm. so it's hard for me to listen to i don't really he's not interesting and like, so I don't think he like, just got skills but you don't feel a person yeah like he can rap he's cool okay. and everything but i, I, I'm just I, I can see that i can kind of yeah, see it because because I think maybe because he can cover so much sometimes it kind of, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah it's All a right. lot. His albums are a lot. Yeah, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. He's yeah. like, he put a lot in there. So, yeah, I just, he he's a good that. artist and, and the production is cool. He just, I'm just not interested in it. What do you think about the Rico song? Rico! I liked it. I liked it. That one was good. Again, yeah. like, I didn't hate any of it. I just okay. wouldn't, you know, I saved a couple to my playlist. Okay, that's good enough. Right? Stuff like that. However, yeah, it's just, Sorry wouldn't be a guy that I visit back to, but I do appreciate it. Okay. Yeah, it was good news. And What sorry. about Blackbird? Were you able to check that out? Yeah, I checked out Blackbird. Hmm, it was good. Solid, bro. Really? It was what do you think about the guy's performance? Uh, which that's one? Serial Killer. I mean, I think, I only watched the first episode. I think you, I don't know, you... You gave him kind of a lot of credit. I mean, he didn't do that much. I think he played that. But he, that was an awesome performance. I mean, yeah, he just what he exactly like he was just eyes like, and shit. Yeah, that was like, Brad. Have you seen him? In, you got to see him in real life. I mean, but he didn't. Do, he didn't. Normal he, didn't he is. You don't think that was an outstanding performance? As far you, as just, you, were, you were gassing crazy. Like, outstanding. Really? The fat dude. The fat yeah, dude. Yeah, bro, with the lamb chops. Really? You, you gassing crazy. Yeah, bro. yeah, you gassing. I think he did an amazing I think he did, he, job. Yeah. You watched the whole series, is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm finished. Okay, oh, you so ain't finished it. I watched oh, the first okay. episode. I was oh, just okay. like, okay, gotcha. he did yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. He like, ain't even in there that much in the first episode. Yeah, you got it. He ain't even in this bag yet. Okay, yeah, I was about okay, to say, I bro. I was saying. like, bro, like, relax. He did cool. Like, yeah, he like yeah. He was first like, episode, he ain't even really in there that much. You're right. That, that, okay. I'll give you that. All right, I, I didn't finished. know what, what the expectation I was, was. I was on the verge of calling you a hater. I was just oh, like, yeah, wow. I was just going to say you're a hater. That's crazy. But no, you got, once you get in your bag, you're going to come back on here. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, this this one didn't. I'm I'm here for this. This this was good. This didn't feel. It get, a, it get a lot better later. It didn't feel as dark as Your Honor, so. No, 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 it's not. It's a little lighthearted. Like the guy, the, yeah. the, the main guy's a little lighthearted. The whole situation around. Him. Yeah, I don't know where that dude I know him from, but he looks familiar. True, I, I couldn't. I was thinking the yeah. exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, so the homework for this week, man. I got a podcast for you, man. It's a uh, fictional uh, podcast. It's called We Stay Looking. 
it originally the origin started off from the show Insecure. So they had they used to have these clips within the show, which makes this so much more interesting. It was called Looking for Latoya. And so this would be like that when they were watching TV, there was this thing, but then they turned looking for Latoya into an actual like series. And it became a podcast, like a fictional. And so the podcast basically is I feel like it's your type of humor. You know, kind of that like after the fact type of punchlines and certain things, but it is bringing awareness to like missing black people. But also, it's not as serious, so it's like okay, you can relax. I feel like this is an easy listen for you. It ain't nothing you got to follow the story heavy because if you once you get to the the second season, it's just we stay looking. So they end up changing the name from Looking for Latoya to We Stay Looking. And it really, you can just jump to season two because I think that's where it's funnier. So you can just jump right there, and they do these scenarios. They Wait, yeah, the missing black—is it real? No, the missing it, black people. Okay, gotcha. No, so it's a fictional style, and it's a—I uh, I, uh, can't remember her name. Now, I heard the, you say that, then you said missing. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, but they so it's bringing consciousness to these things, but also they bring a lightheartedness and a funny aspect to it. So it's acting. But it's like a yeah. show, you know, like a TV show for your ears, and I like think your that, series, right? yeah. So I think you appreciate, yeah. it. and you probably get a little humor, like, oh, that's funny, because I've heard of a few little things. So I thought I was, I was back and forth between this and the Rap Radar interview with Vince Staples, but I said he may or may not have. Where heard is that. that at? It's on uh, Apple. I didn't even know Rap Radar still did they? They, they just brought it back. But the, the Vince Staples was really good. Uh, his aspect on like success, like I was so close. It was on the list. I ended up putting it, and then I came back to this. But I was like, his aspect on success was like it brought me. It humbled me a little bit, actually. Honestly, it humbled. Me. It was like forty four minutes tonight. Yeah, I, I always look right radar up next to it, so you might send me a link for it. Okay. Um, my homework is gonna be real easy. We talked about it earlier. I'll send you the link over to the house party movie. Mm. Think you may be rubbing off on me a little too much, Mo, because as <laughs> I was reviewing it, me trying to be light, light-hearted, and then more, you know, it's just I don't call it standoffish. But more lighthearted, yeah. There was a lot of the feedback that I got, man. I'm surprised you like this, Mike. Oh, I can't believe you thought this was funny. <laughs> like that was some of the feedback that I was getting on the Frames Per Second podcast. So I was wondering it was that's, you rubbing off on me. See, that's good. So that's I'm gonna what let the power you, of this is. Exactly. I'm gonna let you look at the the house party movie and you tell me what you think. Do you think? Do you think that I would have found this funny before we got 28 chapters into another week of the books? So. You so you, that's what you, this but you, but you thought it was genuinely I got the link fun. for it. You thought it was genuinely yeah, funny? I, I genuinely wasn't that mad at it. Like I, I was surprised. I found out that I, I actually like like once I started hearing the other people reviews, I was surprised that they hated it that much, to be honest mm. with you. Like again, okay. it was it's like six of us, and only me and Nick thought it was funny. Huh. Everybody well, else was well, like this I mean, gonna... and, and not just oh, I didn't like it. They were like shitting on it. Like this wasted my time. You, you Why remakes. did you fuck with a classic? Like all of that stuff. Remakes. I just didn't feel that thing. Yeah. Re- remakes is rough. Yeah, they are. But that's that's what a bag at now in Hollywood yeah. or anything. Like they all they doing, anything that you look at is just mm-hmm. a, a remake. All the big movies are remakes of video games, or older movies, all the TV. Like nothing new is yeah. coming out. And we can talk about that on another episode. That's okay. really not great for black creatives like us. Because mm. now with the smaller chance that we originally had, now we got even less of a chance because no original content is getting made and everything is remake and you very rarely get a black spin on remake. So that's true. Make it hard for content creators, man. 
that's a whole other show this show has been another week in the books this is the college episode man a different world yeah what you call it a different world a different you mm-hmm. we appreciate you guys joining us mo you're gonna read the email and take us out of here yeah. and give us your pardon thoughts yeah uh as we close here uh awitb2022 at gmail.com also y'all can find us on instagram another week in the books y'all want to dm us for some of our younger listeners it's all good also if you haven't already man go check out many of the endeavors that spike lou is involved in it's in the description notes also the things i'm involved in but also the things that we're uh involved in in regards to our other podcasts uh good earners reviewing the sopranos we're getting great feedback it's a great show to watch and it's an even greater podcast to listen to to go with the show so y'all can go check that out man in the meantime man, y'all be blessed we'll holla at you absolutely you gonna read the email oh the email i thought you meant tell them the email uh yeah my bad uh real quick here so shots out to um i can't afford to quit podcast uh the email uh, or brentel rather intelligence he says you guys ever thought about talking anything based around black men and maintaining their physical health as well as mental i'm interested to see what what you are all thoughts on this topic keep up the good work Shouts out to Brent Taylor. Absolutely. We got something coming up real soon. You hit it right on the nose, bro. Uh, I, I I got a big thing about physical health with black people in general when they get older. But uh, yeah, we're definitely going to do that, man. So shouts out to you, man. See, that shows y'all y'all can hit us up. So like we said yep. before, hit us up on that email, man. Hit us up, man. Brent, we thank you for your email. We're actually going to bring the therapist on that I speak of. Bring my guy, DeAnthony Harris, on in a couple of weeks and have an episode where Mo and I get to talk to him about mental therapy. We can get into physical therapy. He's a pretty fit dude, too. He's like <sighs> ex-military, so yeah. I'm sure he'd be on his working out shit. But, yeah, that's a great idea, Brent. We're going to take care of you. So you mm-hmm. guys see we take care of Brent. You start sending your emails in so we can take care of you, too. Yeah. This is another week in the books. I am Spike Lou.